it's party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Actually, it's almost World War III, but who cares? Uh, we're going to upload all the greatest, latest information into the Mothership here, Studio 22. Uh, over at the motherboard there, <laughs> flying us into the nether regions of all things insanity, of course, the puppet master, Mark. And let's love Brandon and, of course, uh, Chris Cruz. Chris, uh, I want to put the camera, if you can see, put the camera over there on those guys. There were people asking in the live chat, we're over there now. In the live chat yesterday, I know Gerald was wanting to know, uh, when's Chris coming back? And I was like, well, he's been over there. He's just been real quiet. So anyway, I'm so glad you're here, Chris. So glad you're here. Uh, there are things I want to get into. Uh, I, I want to yell and scream about Joe Biden and this nonsense when it comes to not only Ukraine, but the speech he just gave in Warsaw, Poland. And I, you know, I'm going to hold off on that real quick. I'm going to hold off on, on that real quick. I, I want to trigger everybody else. And because uh, I think that what's going on in our world is interesting. Let, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you from this perspective. So I don't know what's about to happen in our world. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen because, uh, you know, we're completely out of control at this point. We get up every day, we try to go live our lives, and we try to raise our families and provide for ourselves, you know, put food on the table and all this kind of stuff while these eggheads are out there in these capitals of the world. And they, you know, they, they make these deals that we don't even know about. And there's things that are happening in our world that we have no control over. And who knows, there may be a finger on a nuclear button right now. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, I know that... Um, I know that I, for myself, I, yesterday, I'm in a couple of different group, group messaging things. Uh, one is on Twitter, and some people were sending a message yesterday saying, didn't somebody recently post about survival food? Uh, and what is that link for that? More and more people are starting to ask. And I was like, yep, preparewithchad.com. <laughs> Head over there to my Patriot Supply. That's not an ad at this point. This is real life. So... Here's the thing, and, and, and this is something I've heard Glenn Beck say before, that what the experts point out, that if we were to have a nuclear war, the most surprising thing about that is how many, or we'd all be surprised by, is how many people, how many of us are going to survive that part of it? Okay, you'll, you, you, the vast majority will survive the bombs. How do you live after that, right? So... This morning, I got an email. I was early this morning. I was checking my emails. I got an email from Bespoke Post. You always hear me talk about the Box of Awesome. This sounds like one big ad. It's honest to God not. And they sent me a thing because I, I pay for their subscription every single month. Their stuff comes in. I love their gear. It's always fun to shop. Just cool little, cool little stuff they got. And their whole thing was survival stuff. And I was like, here we go. Everybody's playing up on this somewhat of the fear. I don't know that there's fear. I don't have fear, but I don't, I don't really walk in fear. But I do walk in common sense in terms of preparedness. And so I've encouraged everybody. You've heard me say this over and over again, that, that you need to have God in your life. You need to have fire. You need to have food. You need to have water. And you need to have God in your life. <laughs> and those are some priorities right there. You can add shelter sixth on the list, but make sure God's in the top five twice. Um, but I went on there and I started looking at some of their survival stuff, you know, some of their go bags and some of their preparedness things. And I was like, do I need to buy any of this stuff? 
And I was like, I looked at it. I was kind of look going scrolling through. And I was kind of looking at the contents and some of their stuff in like the go bags and stuff. And and I was like, well, no, I already have all this stuff. I already have it all. And so I was like, well, you know. Then I started thinking, well, when I when I get home, I need to start organizing everything. Like I need to organize ammunition. I need to organize firearms. I need to organize knives, um, uh, hatchets, axes. You know, fire making things. You know, first aid medicines and organize all this stuff because we live in such a what we do we live in such a first world privileged society i'm thinking nothing's going to go wrong and i just keep thinking look if if again if that chinese balloon had you know popped with an emp on it we'd have been in a lot of trouble and and that power doesn't just come back on and one of the things I was meditating on this morning was my the overtime session i had with david tice this last weekend and if you don't have overtime, you need to be subscribed to Blaze TV. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save a little money. I'm telling you, independent broadcasting is where it's going to be when it's all said and done. And we were sitting there with David Tice, and he was talking about the the electrical grid in the United States. And and he was talking about, he's like, it's not even EMPs or Iran or the Soviet Union, not Soviet Union, but Russia or North Korea or China that we're worried about anymore. He said, it's, it's, those are threats, but the bigger thing is not an EMP or a nuclear explosion or something like that knocking our power out, but things like solar storms that happen every 50, 60 years. And you can't control that. Uh, world leaders can't control that as much as they want to try and meet together in their, you know, in their economic forums and their climate change summits. Uh, these things happen. I'm just saying, I hope you're prepared I really do. I hope you're doing what's necessary to stay prepared. I hope you know how to build a fire without matches. I, I hope you know how to find meat in some odd places. I'm not encouraging you to go out and eat crickets, but they, you can. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to put you on the, uh, the Klaus Schwab diet here. I'm just telling you that the days of perverting the way God created us to live and perverting those roles in society, perverting the way you're designed to function as a family and as a unit and playing those roles, those days are about to end one way or another. They're going to. And let me tell you this. You, you, boys can play girls and pretend like they're you know females and put on makeup and swim in the pool with the girls and compete against them and all this kind of stuff. They, they can play these games in a soft-ass society. We can go out there and everybody can play grab ass with each other. They can get into all these diabolical and nasty ass lascivious lifestyles. And and they can traffic they can traffic human beings. They can be pedophiles. They can talk about, you know, man boy love and all this crap that's getting peddled out there. You can have your drag shows. You can do all of that garbage in a soft ass society. But when shit gets hard, and trust me, it is going to get hard. Because whether we're alive to see it or not, this just the way it works in the scale of human history. Things get tough again. Now, whether this little 
ideological narrative pendulum finally snaps off of its axis or the spring that's wound so tight that divides us politically, culturally, and socially, mentally, emotionally, philosophically, if that thing pops and all of a sudden, boom, we don't know who we are anymore. Let's say America truly does fall. And we're living in a day and age where that could be a reality. You got a pilot in the cockpit. Maybe he's in the cockpit. Maybe he's in the lavatory. But even even so, if he's sitting in the pilot seat, Joe Biden doesn't have a clue how to fly the plane. And there's nobody on the staff that knows how to either. They literally showed up for happy hour. They don't have a clue what they do when it comes to what to do when it comes to how to run this country. And as a global power, we're losing it. We're a laughingstock. We're we're being mocked on the world stage. And so if, if we survive this term with Joe Biden at, at the helm, let's say we go into a second term with Joe Biden. Now we've got an 82-year-old man running the country who, who's already so deep in cognitive decline, he doesn't know who or where he is. We can't survive that. We, we can't survive any more of this ideology, whether it's Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, or any one of the other clowns they put in there. Common sense has been crushed. And you can play those games. You can scream at the sky. You can run around naked. You can paint your bodies. You can find a safe space. You can hug a teddy bear. You can, you know, draw in your coloring books. And you can, you can get your college professor fired for telling you something you disagree with. All that crap happens in a soft-ass society. But when it gets hard, <laughs> when things get hard, and it really hits the fan, folks, I'm telling you, you're going to start looking for strong men, those toxic males. You're going to start looking for alpha men, people who can take charge, people who can start a fire without a freaking match. And you're going to gravitate towards those people. You're going to look for them. You're going to seek them out. I heard a comedian recently telling a great bit about, he said, I may be a liberal, but when the things go the way they go, I'm going to start looking for that crowd that does want to exclude people. And I want to be a part of that. I'm going to look for the people that have the guns, the people that have the ammunitions, the people that know how to get, you know, a little bit of power on, a little people that know how to, you know, build a fire and heat things up and cook them. You're going to start looking for that kind of stuff. So this age of looking at people and complaining about them based on their outward appearance. Oh, look at this guy. Thinks he's something. You know, he he wears a cowboy hat. Whoopie doo. Listen, listen, don't get caught up in the show. Don't get caught up in that. Because it doesn't matter. When it hits the fan, it doesn't matter if I'm strong or you're strong or whatever. You are going to have you to rely on. And, and your very small circle around you. And so I'm hoping that those of you that can hear me, I hope you're prepared. Because we got some real stuff happening in this world right now. I mean, Joe Biden just gave a speech, Warsaw, Poland, who said, this, it, we will never stop fighting for Ukraine. Now, you sent me that. You sent me that. He said, Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. Now, that's, that sounds like a forever war to me. Because I don't know if you guys realize it, but Vladimir Putin, as long as he's alive and those around him, they have the resolve to do what they set out to do. And now, now we have people like Lindsey Graham saying, yeah, we need to provide jets. And that's where the line gets drawn. or That's where it's already been drawn by Vladimir Putin. Because those are aggressive weapons. 
not just defense weapons, which is what we've sent over so far. Those are aggressive weapons. Those, those are offensive weapons. So I'm just telling you, you play your games in a soft-ass society, but it's about to get real. And that's why all this stuff that we've talked about, this stuff we've made fun of, and all the crap that everybody hates me for bringing up and talking about. You know, the biggest uh, short reel, Brandon, that we got going right now on YouTube is the one where I talk about people's roles. Yep. Roles in the family, roles in society, women being women, men being men, children being children, and everybody knowing their part to play within the family union, within their community, within their society. I think that people are hungry for that again. I really do. Because I think they're tired of having a lost society paraded in front of them and being told that this is now normal. They know it's not normal. They, the people who are doing it know it's not normal, but they want to keep you so unbalanced with the irrational that, that they know <laughs> that in the long run it will break you down and the confusion will create chaos and they want chaos in order to destroy the society that they believe is their enemy. We've talked about it a million times on this show about subverting the dominant paradigm. Again, if they could create that confusion, which leads to chaos, then society crumbles. They don't like what Western philosophy, Western civilization, what the American idea and ideal stands for. They don't like that. They don't want that. They want Marxist socialism. They know that it's never worked. They know that, but they believe that they can finally make something happen if people like you and me would just get out of the way. Well, they know we're not getting out of the way, so they're going to move us. They're going to move you through uh, forced mandates, through medical shutdowns, through vaccinations, medical procedures. They're going to shut you up, deplatform you. They're going to make it where you're silenced. So you can't even make a joke about somebody falling down the stairs of Air Force One, which happened yesterday in, in Warsaw, because they're going to say, oh, that's a, we're going to fact check you. That's not Joe Biden falling down the stairs. Yeah, we know it's probably some reporter who had just woke up from a nap from the plane ride from Kiev over to Warsaw, and they slipped and fell down the stairs. We know that. But again, you're going to be fact-checked and deplatformed because you made a joke. Humor is dead in this society. Logic is gone. So folks, I'm telling you, prepare, prepare. Do what you have to do to prepare. Hey guys, if you have a family... Uh, you know how much your loved ones depend on you. And as I was talking about in a worst case scenario, you wouldn't want them to worry about money. A good life insurance plan can give you peace of mind if something happens to you. Your family will have a safety net to cover mortgage payments, college costs, or even other expenses so they can get back on their feet and focus on what's most important. Now, right now, as I'm telling you, is a great time to take uh, the lead in, in you know, just to future-proof your family's finances by getting life insurance. Uh, Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find it and buy it. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. And uh, with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $39 per month for $2 million of coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com slash chat or click the link in the description of this show to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash chat. Be right back.
I'm going to skip. I'm going to change the gears on you guys. Uh, skip down to that quote there, uh, Jean-Pierre, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary. I want to make a point, you know, to, to the last segment. I want to make a point about what she had to say about this. Play that clip. And we are proud that through our work with members of Congress and stakeholders, we've made the most diverse administration that ever, ever, not even in modern uh, politics, but ever. So this is a, a president that has made a priority to make sure that he has an administration uh, that looks like the country uh, and, uh, and, and that is incredibly diverse and historically diverse. Okay. Got an administration that looks like the country. It's incredibly diverse, the most diverse. And as a matter of fact, she did not say the most intelligent. She did not say the the most uh, capable. She didn't say the most educated. She didn't say the most empowered. She she didn't say the you know the most commonsensical. She didn't say any of that stuff. The most diverse. It doesn't matter what they've accomplished. Are they accomplished? We don't know. Can you name a person? I'm I'm sure there's got to be somebody, but name a person in this Biden administration that stands out to you as an intellectual genius. Somebody that stands out and you say, you know what? I want to hear what this guy's got to say, because even if I disagree with him, he still makes good points. He makes me think. Now, there are people on the left side of the of the of the political spectrum who make me think I, I can listen to some people that I vastly disagree with. And, and when they're on, if I, if I can hear them, I'll turn up the volume and say, you know what? Let me let me hear what they got to say. There are people out there that I will listen to. But there's nobody in the Biden administration that you go, wow, man, you know what? I just, I did, you know, I never would have made that end around and come in that door. I just never would have. That's never been the route I would have taken. But no, I can look at a guy that's wearing a dress. I can look at a guy that's got, you know, a female Navy uniform on. I, I, I can look at a person who is what? Gay and black and the, the child of immigrants. I can, uh, okay, but what do you bring to the table? I mean, what do you really bring to the table? Because let me just tell you something. If we're defusing a bomb, if it's me, Mel Gibson, and Danny Glover, and we're in the parking garage, and we're trying to figure out if it's the yellow, green, or the red wire that we're supposed to cut, and we call in a bomb expert, and you come in, I don't give a rat's hind ass what color your skin is. I don't care. I don't care who you slept with last night. I don't care if you're a vegan. I don't care. I want to know if you know which, which wire do we cut? How do we defuse the bomb, folks? That's my thing. But they're diverse. Boy, give them a gold star for that one. They're, well, I don't know. With gold, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe you can't do that. I mean, it's got to be a rainbow star. You know, we've got our flags out now. We're flying our flags right here. These are the new flags we did. We, did, we took the rainbow back. We took the rainbow back. You've seen these things everywhere. We believe black lives matter. No, in this house, and, and I love this. People say, well, that's still divisive. Yeah, but you know where we stand. Amen. In this house, we believe Jesus is Lord. Unborn lives matter. America first. Family is the foundation. Kindness is everything. And, and we'll be kind, but we'll meet kindness with kindness, and we'll meet meanness in kind. Ha! <laughs> How about that? We got it in the red, white, and blue patriotic colors, too. You can check out my social media and find ways to get them. I'm not going to give you a link because I ain't about that right now. They don't come with a pole. <laughs> you got to hang them. <laughs> you know, uh, anyway. Uh, we even got diverse flags out here. But listen, we live in this deal where I, I think you women that hear my voice, and I, I read a statistic in our deal. I don't know if this is true or not, but they were saying that our new, our new analytics on YouTube were saying that 
that 64% of our listeners are over the age of 45. All right. That, that may, may be true, maybe not. Um, but they, they, they then was saying that 80% of our listeners are men. That's historically never been true for this show. For my pages, for my, for my demographic, that's never been true. So that's why I'm like, what? Really? Huh? So, so if I have you men's attention and you are listening, I want you to be a man. I want you to stand up. I want you to be a man. I want you to be the leader. I want you to be the role model. I want you to be the person that sets the standard, sets the pace, sets the tone, okay? Because the people that are running this ship, they don't have a clue, all right? They don't have a clue. And so when it's time to man those um, lifeboats, so to speak, Joe Biden's going to be wandering around, you know, down in the, in the lost in the bottom of the ship somewhere. That guy can't write anything. He doesn't have a clue. So here you see a little clip of him walking out there. He's in Warsaw, Poland. He gives his little speech. And what do they do? The worst possible thing they could do around this dementia-ridden pedophile is release a bunch of kids to him. Now, here he comes. He's going to walk out there. He's going to start hugging on the kids. Here's his photo op. Here comes the kids. They're waving, you know, Ukrainian flags. They're, they're, they're waving American flags. And Joe doesn't know what to do. He squats down. He's 900 years old. He can barely stand back up. You know, the old knees are buckling. And he, they got him down there with a whole bunch of children, which is the worst thing you could surround Joe Biden with. It's a whole bunch of children. And so Joe, he, he, he finds the, you know, he just passed his, his physical exam. Remember, he's vigorous. Let's watch him stand up. Oh, boy, you can hear the bones creak right there when Joe stands up. But he's vigorous. He can do 35 push-ups and run a five-minute mile. But nonetheless, he can't get down on one knee and back up. But he did it. He did it. And now he's going to walk over here. And I, I don't know where the black kid came from. I didn't know they had those in Poland. I didn't know. They imported one just for this. They brought one for the photo op, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They well, shipped Karine it Well, Jean-Pierre should be proud. This is the most diverse group of kids that Poland has ever freaking seen. I mean, those kids would run uh, this administration just as good as they do. So. <laughs> I mean, got more common sense. So you see the kid in a red scarf. Joe's going to come around back here for the photo op. And I want you to see, it's a little, it's a little micro sniff, a little micro smell, but Joe can't help himself. You know why? Because the feral cat in him. Look, there he goes. Oh, he ran his head right across that kid's head. Just a, just a whiff. Just, just a, a whiff. Just whiff. had to catch a little bit of that European scent. Because <laughs> there it is. Some of that Eastern block. There it goes. Oh. So. <laughs> it really is just the worst optics. Like the one thing, like, let's not maybe put the president, because he's got a bit of a bad reputation with. It's not a good around look. a bunch of kids because he's going to sniff them. It's not a good look. I guess sniffing does run in their family, whether it's cocaine <laughs> or kids. Listen, I said it on Twitter this morning. I said, listen, Joe heard a story about trains, lines, and rails, and they thought it was another, <laughs> another story about Hunter. Okay? Because Hunter is the only thing in the Biden family that cares about running trains, doing lines, and rails. So, um, yeah. Ah! But Joe, don't worry, he's the American president. That's right, yesterday was President's Day, so he went, and, and again, Nancy Pelosi, oh, I read her tweet late last night, and I almost cried about what a sign of power of Joe Biden taking off and going to Kiev and visiting with the cokehead Volodymyr Zelensky and, and, and talking, how are the children? Well, there's the children. And so it's, it's weird that a pedophile, that's the first thing he would ask, is how are the children? But... Um, yeah, and by the way, if those of you who get mad at me for calling him a, a, a pedophile, it's a proven fact. He showers with his granddaughter, who said, I think this is a little weird. We got her diary around her somewhere. She, it was his daughter. Sorry, his daughter. The granddaughter was the one he pressed the thing on her breast, the, the pin. 
and just held it there and then kissed her right on the lips. Yep. And apparently kissing on the lips is something they do in the Biden family, even if it's not family. Because Jill, she laid it right on Doug Emhoff, man. She probably got a little cold sore. That's what I'd expect after kissing Doug Emhoff. I know where those lips have been in a mask up against Kamala. But here's what he had to say, the American president. He had something to say very specific about the Ukrainian flag. Play that clip. All across my country, in big cities and small towns, Ukrainian flags fly from American homes. And not only that, the vice president and the former speaker of the House held one up in, in the halls of Congress, right behind Volodymyr Zelensky as he addressed Congress uh, just a couple of months ago. They held one up right there, right there. Not the American flag. No, all across America, big cities, small towns, they got a new Ukrainian flag. Blue and green. And the blue and the green. I've seen so much blue and green, you mix those together. Or the blue and the, blue and the yellow. Mix them together, it turns me green. Makes, yeah, it makes me sick. <laughs> but then he had this to say about his uh, support for Ukraine. Play that quick clip. But there should be no doubt. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided. You see how he almost just loses his, like he didn't forgot where he was there for a second. Don't you be good. Our support for shit. Who was I talking about? Ukraine. Watch. Watch what happens. Play it again. Play it. But there should be no doubt. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. <laughs> NATO will not be divided. <laughs> Our support for shit. We're Ukraine. <laughs> NATO will not be divided. Which, again, when I first saw that, I was like, is he saying that in Ukraine? Because they're not a member of NATO, but he was saying it in Poland, and they are. So I was like, okay. Uh, but here's, here is the beauty. Here is the beauty of the whole thing. And when I say beauty, that is the most facetious way I can point, up, point out. I'm so irritated by this man at this point. I'm so done with this administration. Like, I understand now. I understand why the left had Trump derangement syndrome. I truly do. I'm getting that, that demented with it. Like, I've never, I never commented on Barack Obama's tweets. Now I can't pass up Joe Biden. Simply because I know it's not Joe Biden tweeting it. And it's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Okay, so um, <laughs> they had the clip of them walking through, you know, whatever, down to the city square of Kiev. And Joe and Vladi, you know, there they go. I, I want to do a voiceover of this because I can only imagine what this conversation is. There was a whole lot of walking around and pointing at shit that was nothing. Like, there's another wall right there. You know, and it's all a camera op. It's all a photo op. But they were walking through the thing, and there was air, air raid sirens going off. Like, they're under attack. Like, air raid sirens. You don't believe me? Play the clip. I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. What? I have not heard any air <laughs> sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was, was just mentioning. Now, now don't forget. The White House notified Moscow yeah. that they were coming. They notified him. So there was a ceasefire. I mean, Vladimir Putin agreed to a ceasefire because he knew the American president was going to be in Kiev. I mean, I can only imagine the way, that, the way that conversation went down. Hey, Putin, listen, it's just a photo op. He's going to check on his laundromats. All right. He's got to go make sure his money's OK. He's got to make sure that his cover hasn't been blown. So if you'll just chill, I promise you it doesn't mean shit. All right. I promise. 
And so there's nothing all day long until – and that's a CNN reporter saying, hadn't heard a damn thing all day long until Joe walked down the street and there's <laughs> – Joe probably thought he was back in Scranton and it was a tornado. All right, friends, with so much chaos and danger in the world these days, I highly recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. Almost like an echo in here. It's like deja vu all over again. That's right. Face it. You're going to need this food. Now is the time to get it before it's too late. So do what I said earlier. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. Listen, some of you have been putting this off. You know you got to do it. You're like, well, I want to spend the money. I'm saving up the money. Do it. I'm telling you, do it. I don't make any money off of telling you this. Do it. You're going to get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus if you do it right now. So you'll get this gear when things are going to, you're going to need this gear when the things fall apart, the grid goes down, there's an ice storm, anything. You, you might have to do something for yourself, believe it or not. You can't drive through the McDonald's. So uh, go to mypatriotsupply.com. You'll see all the stuff you're going to get. You're going to get the, the $200 bonus gift. You're going to uh, get that free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be prepared as well. But you got to hurry because it's not going to last forever. You know, these only last for so long and they go away. So check it off your list. Sleep better tonight knowing your family's not going to suffer if the worst-case scenario ever happens. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. Get the free shipping as well. Mypatriotsupply.com. We'll be right back. All right, y'all sit down, shut up. <laughs> I'm, the only, I'm the only one that can talk around here. Oh, you guys, listen, no doubt you've, uh, you've heard the phrase, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Well, I, I want to submit for your consideration that the progressive left's version of this is for them to piss on your leg and then tell you that you've pissed on yourself. So I want to expand a little bit on, on a previous rumination, something we talked about you know, yesterday and discuss a little more in depth the very real phenomena of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it's a big word. It's a dime store. I get it, cognitive dissonance, but it matters right now. And it, and it really will change the way you look at things when you look at it through this perspective. I want to draw it into the ongoing debate we're having, both outwardly in discourse with others and inwardly in our own interior dialogue with ourselves. Now, let's lay out our terms so that we have a foundation from which to build. So according to psychologytoday.com, I know y'all spend a lot of time over there, but cognitive dissonance is defined as a, a term for the state of discomfort felt when two or more modes of thought contradict each other. The clashing cognitions may include ideas, beliefs, or, or the knowledge that one has behaved in a certain way. Um, all right, so we built that launch pad. You got this conflict going on in your head, right? These two things merge in, and they just don't fit together. So let's launch out from there. To begin with, it's worth noting, sad though the fact may be, that critical thinking is not innate to the transactional and reactionary nature of human beings as a species. And, and, and today it's worse than ever. So one might operate under the seemingly reasonable assumption that the average person does not suffer fools lightly, but most of us certainly don't seem to mind being the fool when the mood suits, or more precisely, when the mental going gets tough, right? So surely the highest peak amid the cognitive mountains of human thought and discourse is that guru-like moment when one is able to subsume one's own fears and ego to the point of questioning, am I thinking clearly about this? Could I just possibly be wrong? Uh, well... If you don't do that, you're part of the problem and not the solution. 
So let's take a look at a real-world example and see if we could prop a few loose stones to see what's underneath. The conflict in Ukraine that we're talking about, it's a hotbed of leftist cognitive dissonance, and we're going to expound on that. But beware, because it can also be a hotbed of right-wing cognitive dissonance as well. It's merely the case that we might you know, piss upon the other leg. Now, a mere decade ago, if you had asked somebody on the left whether or not we should be engaged in foreign proxy wars in regions of the world where our interests do not lie, taking sides with one heavily corrupt government against another heavily corrupt government, that, that person would not only say no, but you'd probably be in for a good long lecture about what an evil piece of crap every Republican who ever signed on for that kind of thing in the Middle East was. Now, I find that interesting considered the Venn, considering the Venn diagram showing the overlap between the blue hair and the I stand with Ukraine, we got flags everywhere, bumper stickers is basically just a circle at this point. But let's spin the wheel again, shall we? At this time, we don't need to go 10 years back. Let's try 10 days ago. If you were to suggest to a leftist that the holiest of holies in entitlement-leaning spending, Social Security, Social Security might be a thing that we as a nation would begin to undermine. They'd grab up their torches and pitchforks and come after you. Yet all of a sudden, we're undermining our own social program in this country by pledging to, and I shit you not, pay the pensions of the Ukrainian people. It's all a part of this bigger effort in the Biden administration to give, commit more money than God ever dreamed of creating to a corrupt government waging war against another corrupt government. And to be clear, you can't accuse Joe Biden of cognitive dissonance. You can't. Because you got to hold two opposing thoughts in your head for that, and this window liquor hasn't been able to successfully hold one in his noggin for quite a while now. For the rest of the people in charge, well, that's a different horse of different color. Now, me, I like consistency. I really do, even if it hurts. I feel sorry for the people of Ukraine, much in the same way I feel sorry for any nation that's been aggregately duped by its psychopathic leadership. Our country comes to mind right now, and I feel sorry that they've undergone suffering. But I don't feel sorry enough that I think that we have to gut our own economy just to try to prop up theirs in wartime. And hey, if you disagree with me, that's okay. Just be freaking consistent in the way you think about it, and we can have a dialogue. And if you're tired of hearing the term cognitive dissonance, well, then strap in. Put that seatbelt on because I'm not anywhere near done talking about it on this show. I'm not. It's too many conflicting thoughts going on out there. You know, you know last night I'm watching, the, late last night I'm watching these clips. You know, and Joe Biden, remember when Joe Biden, when, when those um, service members' bodies were brought back from Afghanistan after that terrorist attack there at Bagram Airport? And they were flying out of there, and those 13, the bomb goes off, and 13 service members are killed. They're bringing those bodies off the plane, and Joe Biden takes a quick glance and says, watch. You remember that? That happened. But then he goes and he stands at the little war memorial of fallen Ukrainian soldiers, and he was so solemn with his hand over his breast like this, and just stood there in a moment of silence and austere reverence. Now, when I saw that, I thought, boy, that's a telling change right there, isn't it? Shows you where this guy's, this guy's heart really seems to lie, even if it's just subconsciously. But, you know, when I saw those pictures of those fallen men, my heart broke a little bit. I, you know, my heart broke. I, these are strangers to me. There's people on the other side of the world. This, this is senseless, needless violence. I get that. My heart breaks for what's happening in Ukraine. But, my God, are we really going to escalate? The, I, I got a 16-year-old son. You know, I mean, am I really going to watch this escalate over the next couple of years wow. to Did the point where now my son is getting drafted by a government that I don't even believe represents me anymore Chad. to go fight in a war oh, that has nothing to do with anything in our lives? Am I OK with that? 
And yet, you know, for for years and years, I had to hear people on the left talk about, you know, 22 years of war in the Middle East and how how senseless and needless it was. And, and they were constantly propping up, you know, images and pictures and saying this should have never happened. This is all because of Republican governments and, you know, blah, 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 all these different things. Are you really ready for that? Is that what you want? Is that what you need at this point? That's why I keep pushing this cognitive dissonance, because you have these overlapping ideas that are conflicting in your head. They're contradicting each other, and it's not okay. Now, look, I've had them, and I've come to terms with them. I have come to terms with them. Um, You know, after 9-11, I fully believed it was time to go make somebody pay. I did. And and if if my government told me that that was going to happen starting in Iraq, I had a tendency to believe them. You know, an 18-year-old me, when, when I saw the first Gulf War happen, I was like, you know, I don't really understand. I understand there was an incursion on Kuwait. Even then, I was like, okay, so we're defending Kuwait. I guess they're defenseless. We need to go in there and drive back Saddam Hussein. Then I hear about weapons of mass destruction. Well, I know that if they got weapons of mass destruction, I saw what they did to the Twin Towers, supposedly. So what else are they planning on doing? Let's go in there and take care of business before any more of that happens. Well, I was young and naive. I was stupid. Now I look back on that and I go, my God, this, this, this was the war machine that is in Washington, D.C., the big government war machine that knows that it can't make money unless it's, it's killing people overseas. Well, what happens when overseas comes here and you don't have any money to fight with because everything's been taken away from you? And screw your Second Amendment rights. You can't defend yourself. And even if you do, you don't have enough ammunition to withstand what's coming. So we're going to sit here and keep propping up this proxy government. This garbage government that's been installed, by the way. And let me tell you, people keep asking me, they're like, you're going to run for governor again in Texas? I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? They've already, they have already designed who's going to be the next governor in Texas. They've already designed that. The machine is already in place. Greg Abbott and his crew, that machine with all the money behind all that, they've already designed what that future looks like, just like Washington, D.C., That's why they're going to keep telling you all of these things and pitting Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis against each other. They're going to keep telling this narrative. They're going to keep and they're going to keep us all fighting, infighting and all this kind of stuff. Hey, look at this hand over here while these other guys are over here fondling your girlfriend. And yeah, you get the point. You get the point. We're getting screwed. We're getting screwed. I think you can hear the frustration in my voice because we're at a point now where you can't do a damn thing about it. I have preached for 30 years about big government, big government. Big government and not even realizing how overreaching until these last two years, honest to God, these last two years of my life, I saw what we were willing to allow them to do to us in the name of a narrative and an ideology. And so when Joe Biden gets up there and says, well, look at all these, look at all these Ukraine flags, Ukrainian flags all over big cities and small towns, they're flying away. We'll never, we'll never allow Russian victory in Ukraine. At what cost? He said, He said that this freedom is priceless. Well, Joe, I don't think it's priceless at all. It's to the tune of a couple of hundred billion dollars in the lives of how many future in this generation that you're going to send to war. I'm frustrated, boys. Hey, for years you've heard me talk about iTarget. Boy, this is this is everybody we're selling today. I'm telling you what, this is right in right in line with what I'm preaching. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you don't have an iTarget, you need to get one. Um, and uh, they got a next level product that's badass. Uh, 
that you really need to get. You've seen the competitive shooter practicing timing drills on the range. You can do that at home anytime you want. You don't have to spend a dime on ammo, and trust me, you may need all that ammo anyway. So this is the new iTarget Cube, and the iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser bullet if you have iTarget Pro. And uh, you can buy the single bullet or upgrade to the three-pack for a real unique training experience. It's pretty cool. You can compete with your friends. You can practice clearing drills, use random mode to test your ability to react, all the while the system times every shot you take. I'll get you 10% off plus free shipping when you use offer code C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, when you go to itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. It's going to come in most calibers, 9mm all the way to 223, so you can train with almost any firearm you own. It's the easiest, most cost-effective way to train. Pays for itself immediately. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. itargetpro.com. And don't forget, use offer code Chad. We'll be right back. You know, I watch, I watch other people out there. You know, I go, I get to go out and make a living being a comedian and being funny on stage or trying to be. And I watch some of these other comedians, their podcasts, and I'm like, their stuff's actually funny. <laughs> I, my stuff makes you want to, you know, keep a razor blade co- close by and, you know, be ready to end it all. I'm like, S- keep one, keep one bullet in the chamber for yourself if they take over, you know. <laughs> it's dismal, man. And I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I really am. I have fun in life. But, you know, I pray. I tell you that. I'm a praying person. And, and uh, I pray for our world. I, I do. I, I pray for my kids every day. I pray for, I pray for y'all. I, pr- I pray for people in my life, man. And, uh, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. I'm just trying to, just trying to say, listen, I, I will tell you this, though. I will say this. Um. I believe in the supernatural. I, I believe there's a God. I believe in uh, that we're created and designed beings. If you guys have ever listened to me for very long, you know that. Now, um, I, I'm not always the uh, nicest person when it comes to choosing my language for some of you. Uh, it doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers some of y'all. Um, but I, I just remind you guys that, that uh, the New Testament talks about you'll know people by their fruit and you'll know them by their works, not necessarily by the words that come out of their mouth all the time. But uh, I try to keep the words at least consistent. And so I just want to tell you guys, there's, there are more important things in the grand eternal scheme of things than this mortal life we're living. And the, the most important thing you could do is what get your life right with God. I believe you do that through Christ. And I believe that... Um, I believe that one life lived the right way with the right investment made in others will wash upon the shores of eternity. And I believe that's a true legacy. So I'm just saying there, there's worse things that can happen to you that you lose it all for what you believe in, or even if you die for what you believe in. So, um, yeah, I, I want to, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a bleak way of looking at things if, if you don't have the right mindset. But that's why, like, I say all these things. I don't walk in any fear. I don't buy, I don't prepare. I don't, I don't clean my guns in fear. I don't store food in fear. I don't do any of those things in fear. I don't. I just, I do it because I think it's wise. And I think that's a very biblical concept right there. And uh, you don't believe in the spiritual world. I'll tell you what I want you to do on April 14th. I want you to go check out my buddy Steve Dace's new movie. It's going to be released nationwide. It's called Nefarious. I saw the screening for this thing. I told you about it. It is incredible. I talked to Steve the other day. He's excited. I hope he makes all the money in the world. 
Um, this is a phenomenal movie. And uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, head over to Steve's Twitter and, yeah, check that out. I think he's got it pinned right to the top of his Twitter page. It's phenomenal. He did a hell of a job. I mean, just a hell of a job. No pun intended because it's about hell. <laughs> it's about demons. So, um, but, it, and I, you know what? I'm happy that they gave it a rated R rating. I think that's going to give it a broader audience. I think it's going to give it a broader audience, and I'm glad that they did that. You know, I know everybody wants to, nobody wants to get scared at a PG movie. You know, everybody wants to go see something that's like, Ew. and I'm telling you, it's, it's a lot of dialogue in that movie, but it is edge of the seat kind of stuff. So um, I want to encourage you to go ahead and mark it on your calendar the day before tax day, if you still pay those. <laughs> Dude, I'm having real trouble. I don't, I don't really fund this government these days. I don't know about you guys. I'm putting it out there. I'll blame my CPA if they come for me. There you go. But I just care. I don't really fund this government anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't pay taxes? <laughs> You're a fool if you do, honestly. I try to find every way I can not to. Yeah, that's just honest. I don't believe in what they're doing. I don't believe in what they're doing. I've driven on the roads. You know, they, pay me, they make me pay all this money to make sure that my cars are roadworthy, but they don't make the roads car worthy. So I, I'm kind of having a hard time these days with this, just the little things. Can't even get the post office to work right. And I'm supposed to, <laughs> I got Joe Biden over there getting me into a war. Shit, shit. Y'all crazy, man. Y'all crazy. You want me to pay for it. Remember what I said yesterday, and I've said it over and over again. No such thing as government funded, folks. But um, anyway, the day before tax day, April 14th, is the release date nationally for Steve Dace's nefarious movie. It's phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. And while we're promoting stuff, I'm going to be in Birmingham this weekend. I don't know. That's uh, I always think about it, though. Like, I, I'll travel all over the country, and, and I'll be places, and I'll be like, is this where I want to be when I die? <laughs> Like, is this the city I want to be in? Doing a, do I want to be in Hoover, Alabama when I die? I guess there's worse places. I guess there's worse places. But because uh, I've been to Baltimore and uh, Portland, <laughs> people always say, "Well, you need to come back and do a show in Portland again." <laughs> Y'all crazy now? Y'all talking stupid? Uh, no, the answer is just no. I'm done with cities. I'm just done with cities. My agents they'll call me up. And they're like, "Hey, they want you to come do a show in some place like Minneapolis," and I'm like, "Absolutely not." I mean, I'll come to Minnesota, but I ain't going to Minneapolis. I'm not going to Baltimore. My, my shows in Washington, D.C. just got canceled. Want to know why? Guess. 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 Because it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they decided they had a conflict uh, with those scheduling conflict. Interesting. And we were like, oh, really? Uh, the D.C. comedy loft. You guys been doing this for how long? Y'all been doing comedy shows for how long? You got four weeks away from a three-night set of shows. And decided you had a scheduling oh. conflict? Please. You know what? My phone was ringing immediately. I rebooked that weekend, being McKinney, Texas that weekend That's over gross. here at Hanks. I'd rather be at Hanks in McKinney, Texas than I would in Washington, D.C. anyway. So come on with it, y'all. We'll be right back. In breaking news, folks, in breaking news, uh, Polish president asks Biden for U.S. military support as Russia plans next attack. Now, where I'm from, that's called having eight puppies and six tits right there. When you got something, you, you don't help one, you got to help them all, Joe. They're all going to be begging for American help. And we're over just printing money, man. We believe in deficits and debt. Ain't that right, AOC? 
Damn. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. You keep keep funding this stuff. It's nonsense. Taxation is theft, folks. You heard it here. You've heard it before, and you'll hear it again. Taxation is theft because it pays for crap like this. All right, guys. Birmingham, Alabama going to be at the Stardome in Hoover <laughs> this Friday, Saturday night. Get your tickets. ChadPraetherLive.com. And then we're bouncing all over. Going to be in San Antonio and a few other places in Texas and then all over the place. Uh, don't forget... Go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.